Thank you for listening to the Soul City Church podcast. Be sure to follow us on our Facebook and Instagram at Soul City Church. For more information, visit us on our website, soulcitychurch.com. back some good memories. Yeah. Good morning. Welcome, everybody. My name is Jarrett. I'm one of the lead pastors here. I have the privilege of following Jeannie, as always, in my life. Story of my life. So uh, it's so good uh, to be with you. And I just, she already said it. I don't need to say it. This is a really sweet season for our church to be in relationship with this community in Mawala, Kenya. And I I, I just don't want you to miss today this opportunity. And I want us to be able to say that we got to be in relationship with every child, over a thousand children in this one community in Kenya, and that you can be a part of that. We can be a part of that together with them, with what God's doing. I don't want you to miss that today. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing to be a part of. I do want to honor and acknowledge those of you who are here in person, uh, especially those of you who are rocking shorts and tank tops and flip-flops. Listen, those of you online, we're glad you're here too, but it's summertime shy in October right now, and these people understood the assignment. They knew what to do. The fact that you are inside at all today just shows how godly you are and how much God loves you. I'm so uh, glad that you are here. And Jeannie's right. We are kicking off a brand new teaching series today called You've Changed. We've all heard those words or said those words at some point. You've changed. Two words that can be said several different ways, but be taken in a multitude of of different ways. Maybe you've heard Someone say it to you, or you've used it as a put down or a dig on someone like, you've changed, right? Maybe you, that's, that's one way of saying it. Maybe you've heard that said when, you know, you're already running significantly late and you're on your fourth outfit in the last 15 minutes and your spouse says, you've changed. That's different, right? Or maybe not after seeing someone for a long time, you notice how much more generous they are, or how much more patient they are, or how much more forgiving they are, and you can't help but say, you've changed. You've changed. See, that's actually, that's what we all want to hear, isn't it? And that's what we want to see in our, in our own lives, because that's what we're actually made to do. God created you to change. God created you to grow. God created you to transform from the inside out. Think about it. You, you probably already know that there are areas in your life. I bet if all of us could say, hey, what's one thing you'd want to change about your life? We'd have maybe more than one thing you'd want to change, right? And my hunch is, knowing you, you've actually done a fair amount of changing in your life. There have been things in your life that you've changed, things that you used to do that you just don't do anymore, or things that you didn't used to do that now you do anymore. Maybe even being a part of church is a way that you've changed. You used to not do this. Now this is a part of your life. Things that were true of you then that aren't true of you now, you've changed. Just think about all the change that's happened in just the fashion choices you make today as opposed to 20 years ago. Those of you who are old enough to go back that far, my hunch is you are not dressing the same today as you were 20 years ago. Why? Because fashion changes. Choices change. Everything, trends change. Things change in our lives. Jared. Jared. Oh, boy. Hey, it's me. It's you from 2002. Oh, boy. What's up? Oh. Hey, look. No I don't have that, that much time. I'm downloading the new NSYNC album right now on oh Napster, and it says I've only got nine and a half hours left. So That's actually seems right. About NSYNC. Can I just say, not that they'll ever break up, but if they were to ever break up, that J.C. Chazé 
No, he is going one. to be a star. Mark my words. No, that man has a career one. ahead of him. Anyway, I only have time to say this one thing, okay? Yeah. Don't ever change. No, that's Don't not... ever change. You are pretty good Whoa. as but, you are. Listen, you might want to change those jeans because those boot cuts, that, you can fit like a several these... pair of boots in those. That's a lot. Oh, these jeans? Yeah. Oh, no. Talk to the hand. Talk okay, to the no hand. One. No. It looks like no you're wearing your that. wife's pants. I don't know hey, what you got going on too. there. No, this looks weird. Right here, pop collar, boot fit jeans. Yeah, these boot actually are jeans. immortal. I don't know what you're thinking. These are here to stay. Anyway, gotta go. Deuces. Okay. Okay. Goodbye. You know, okay, okay, goodbye. No, don't encourage 2002 Jarrett. He's wrong. He's actually wrong. No, you actually should change. In fact, I would contend you must change. We must change. But how many of y'all know that you can change everything about your life, right? You can change your style, right? You can change your job. You can change cities. You can change partners. Heck, you can even change churches, but still not grow. You can change it all, but still not grow. Why? Because change is inevitable in your life. Change is inevitable, but growth, that's optional. That's not given. That's not guaranteed. Change is. Change is inevitable, but growth is optional. Lots of things change, but few people grow. Actually grow. Can change everything about your life. Everything about your life. And still not grow spiritually. And I, I want to show you why, and I actually want to show you how you can not only change, but grow, spiritually grow, or as we like to say around here, transform. And to do that, I'm going to lean into the teachings of Jesus, because no one said it better, in John 15. So I want you to grab a Bible, if you would. If you're here in this room, there should be a Soul City Bible right under your chair. You can grab that. Those of you who are worshiping online, just open a separate tab or open your app to John 15. So in these Bibles, it's page 876. That'll help fast track you there. If you're using a Soul City Bible, page 876 will get you to John chapter 15. And I want to give you some quick context as we're turning there in John 15. These, these are some of the final words that Jesus has with his disciples before he is sent to the cross, before he heads to the cross. And these are the final moments he has with them. And the thing that he wants to share with them is about how they grow how they actually grow. That's what he wants to share with them. And so this is what Jesus says in John 15, one about how we grow. Look what he says. He says, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. Now, again, this is about how we grow, how you actually transform. And Jesus hasn't even gotten to you yet. Please pay attention that he starts with who he is. He starts with who God is and what God does. And that right there should tell you something about how you grow. But he goes on, verse two, he says this. This is what the gardener does. He cuts off every branch of me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. Now, for those of us who know anything about gardening at all, you know that pruning is actually a critical part of gardening. It involves the, the cutting back, or in some cases, even the cutting off of branches that are fruitless, that are dying on the vine. Without pruning, fruitless branches will just continue to draw all the water and all the nutrients that the rest of the living plant actually needs. And in the brilliance of Jesus, the same is true of you and me. That all of us have some branches in our lives 
that are sucking the life out of you. Things that you've attached yourself to in one way or another that are not actually leading to your growth, your spiritual growth or fruit in your life. And they can be all kinds of different types of branches, toxic relationships that you are still connected to, anger, bitterness, jealousy. You know, you're constantly comparing yourself to others, hidden habits that you have in your life that no one knows about, addictions that you're struggling with. You already know that all of those branches don't actually bear any fruit, any good fruit in your life. But in fact, they are secretly, silently killing the life in you. They're keeping you from really growing the way God intended. That's why Jesus says this in verse four. I'm going to have you shout out a word several times. So online, you're going to type it in all caps. All right, we're going to shout. What's the first word Jesus says to do this? He says what? He says, say it again. He says, remain in me as I also what? Remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must what? Remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you what? You see what he's just kind of repeating it here because he doesn't want us to miss it. Because I think this is one of actually one of the greatest spiritual struggles of our day. It's to simply remain connected to Jesus. I don't know why that's so hard to do, but it is, isn't it? To just simply remain connected to Jesus. Because all of us in our lives have our own demands and our own distractions and sometimes a lack of discipline or some form of deconstruction or some sort of difficult circumstance or season that always arise up in our life. And perhaps in the midst of all of that, the most spiritual thing you can do is to just simply stay connected to Jesus. To not lose sight. To not lose hope. To not lose faith. To not not lose your way, but to just simply stay, remain connected to Jesus. I honestly, I don't think we have to overcomplicate it much more than that. I think this is some of the greatest spiritual work that you can do in your life is to remain connected to Jesus. Because Jesus tells us, actually, as we move on in verse 5, what happens when we don't. He says this. He says, I'm the vine. He says it again. You're the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. But what's the next word? But apart from me, you can do how much? Nothing. Nothing. Apart from me, you can actually do nothing. See, the good news here is that God actually made you to grow. God made you to bear fruit in your life. But God did not make you to do that alone. God did not make you to do that on your own, without him. He says that apart from me, try all you want, try as hard as you want, work as hard as you can, but you're gonna see no fruit actually come out of it, not spiritual fruit. And how many of y'all found this? I mean, how many of us would be honest to, to admit that we've tried it our own way without God and it didn't quite work the way we thought it would? We tried it with our own strategies. We've tried it with our own strength, our own plans. And sometimes we did it in rebellion to God. Lots of times we were like, God, don't worry. I got this. I'll do it. Thank you. And it never quite works out the way we think it will in our head, right? That's because there's a million ways for you and I to do it on our own. In fact, we live in a culture, in Western culture, that idolizes individualism. You can do it on your own. In fact, do you know this? Right now, if you were to go to Amazon, please don't, but if you were to go to Amazon right now and you put in the words in that little search bar, self-help, do you know that you would find over 90,000 books on self-help? That's a lot of ways to do it on your own. 
90,000 books. And don't get me wrong, some of them are very helpful. I've read lots of them, incredibly helpful to my life. And then there's, you know, others. Then there's others as well. I mean, 90,000 is a lot of books. Not all of them are going to be top tier books. In fact, here's one that I found. I'm just going to share it. Nothing wrong. I just want to see this is a real book on Amazon. <laughs> I mean, but some people need this. Anybody, the title is Anybody Can Be Cool, But Awesome Takes Practice. <laughs> and take it from John Tesh Jr. It does. It does take practice. All right, here's, here's another one real quick. And I just read this one and I love this. This is a great book. We actually have this available in our store afterwards. Uh, great book. Shut up, stop whining and get a life. And I love underneath the title, it's a real book. Uh, it says that he is the pit bull of personal development. So I don't know if he means the dog or the rapper, but Dale, I'm down. Let's go. So listen, lots of different ways, lots, some maybe better than others, lots of different ways to help yourself to try and change on your own. But when it comes to your spiritual growth, listen to me, I got to own that I can't grow on my own. That's the difference with spiritual growth. There's a lot of ways that I can help myself, but when it comes to real spiritual growth that produces real fruit, that is a blessing to this world, that is the evidence of the goodness of God in this world, I can't do that on my own. I got to own that, that I can't make that happen. I can't manufacture that on my own, not without God. Well, I can change. I can even improve, but I, I can't cause real spiritual growth on my own. It's like a, it's like a car without gas. It's like a sailboat without the wind. It's like a branch without a vine. That's why Jesus says in verse seven, this is what he says. He says, listen, if you remain in me and my words, my teaching, my way in you, ask whatever you wish and it'll be done for you. This is actually to my father's glory. This blesses God that you grow, that you bear much fruit because that shows that you are listening, you are following, you are trusting, you are remaining in me. Could it be that all of our, our struggling and all of our, our striving to try and change and try and grow in the, that shallow soil of self-will and self-determination actually ultimately leaves you more exhausted and empty in the end than, than maybe we even realize. We're actually doing more harm to ourselves by trying to do it all on our own. Could it be that the most important thing you can do when it comes to your spiritual growth is to just simply root yourself in God, to remain, to stay, no matter what storms, no matter what seasons may come, and to allow yourself to draw life from Jesus so that your life can actually be full and fruitful, just like he promised. To see that day after day, slowly but surely, season after season, you begin to see more and more of you growing, God growing inside of you. And that growing that God does inside of you begins showing it up in fruit in your life. Good fruit, where people actually get to taste the goodness of God because of your spiritual growth. How cool is that? The fruit that, that Jesus is talking here, Paul, the apostle Paul, many years later, actually picks up on that same idea in Galatians 5. And he paints it out a little bit more. He says, this is what it looks like when you stay rooted, when you remain in Jesus, you begin to see more love and more joy and more peace more patience, more kindness, more faithfulness, more goodness, more self-control, that begins to grow in you and out of you. But only if, only when you root yourself in the reality of God, you stay, you remain, 
And what you begin to see is what people begin to see in you when they talk with you or when they talk about you, because here's the deal, they always talk about you. And when they talk about you, guess what they're going to say? They've changed. They've changed. They're not the same. You're, you're more loving. You're, you're more peaceful. You're more self-controlled. I don't see you always having to go off on Instagram comments. You've changed. You've changed. And not that long ago, I, I had the opportunity to catch up with a friend that I hadn't seen for a long time. How many of you all had some of those friends that because of COVID and moves and all that stuff, you just you used to see each other all the time, but then you just haven't for a long time? This was one of those friends. We'd seen each other all the time, but then because of COVID, they had moved. We actually hadn't been together face to face. And the last time that we had hung out before all of that, uh, they, were in a, they would tell you they were in a really tough spot, really tough spot in their life. They were kind of lost in their career. They're at a point in their career where they're like, I don't, I don't even know where I'm going. I don't even know what this is all for anymore. Their marriage was in a really, 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 really tough place. Really tough. They were angry at God and they were, their words, acting like a victim to circumstances they had helped to contribute to. And as we sat across each other, finally face to face, enjoying our salads, because, you know, I'm like that. I'll eat a salad. I like a good cob. I began to hear in their voice, and I began to see in their body, and I began to tell by what they were sharing that they were not at all in the same place that they were a year before, the last time we were together. There was, I could just, I felt it, I experienced it. There was a peace about them. There was a humility about them. There was a tenderness that can only be born out of brokenness about them. And with some of their circumstances, some of those had actually changed, but some hadn't. Some were kind of in the same place they were a year before, but they had changed. They had changed. And I told them how, how blown away I was by their peace and their, their, their perspective. And I asked them, like, what happened? What did you do? What, what shifted for you from the last time we were together? And their answer was incredibly simple. I wish it was more profound. They said, look, here's, here's all that's really happened over the last year. I've just gone back to the basics. I have a daily practice of finding and experiencing God in the Bible. I'm committed to doing that every day, not just breezing through, but sitting with. They told me how they've incorporated prayer into their everyday routines when they get up in the morning and on their commute, on their ride home. Told me how they'd finally confessed to God and to their spouse where they had missed and where they'd messed things up. They told me how they'd committed to a weekly, a weekly practice with a Christian therapist that had helped them unpack all of some of the, what was going on in their life. And I'm telling you, as they just began to tell me, like, I just, I kind of went back to basics with God tears in my eyes told them how I was so inspired by them so blown away by them and I had said to them, I mean, my words you are not the same person I knew a year ago you are not the same person I knew a year ago and I see so much of God alive and at work in your life, in other words, what was I saying to them you've changed you've changed and friends listen, I don't want you to miss this this is it's just so simple. I don't want you to miss it. That God's goal for your soul is to grow. 
That's God's goal for your soul, is to grow. Some of y'all have been in church a long time, and you know people who've been in church a long time, and they don't seem to be getting better. Somehow they seem to be getting worse. God's goal, though, for your soul is to grow. That's what God wants. And see, somehow some of us get so stuck on what we think God wants from us that we miss what God wants for us. And what God wants for you is to grow, to stay so rooted in him that you are not the same that you were last year and that you actually look more and more like Jesus and you begin to look more and more like who God created you to be. That's what God wants to do in you. I'm telling you, that's what God will do in you if you stay rooted in him. Remain in him. Don't let go. Don't lose hope. And don't try and do it all on your own. See, my hope and my prayer for you as you choose to remain, commit yourself to remaining connected to God is that at this exact time next year, when we're all together and it's 80 degrees in October next year, that you'll be able to say with confidence and humility, you'll be able to say, I'm not all that I want to be, but I'm not at all who I used to be. I want that to be true for your life. I'm not at all who I want to be. I'm not all there yet, but I'm telling you what, I'm not at all who I used to be. In fact, here's what it, I, because we're going to be together doing this again in a year, I want you to practice now. So I'm going to have you turn to the person next to you and I'm going to say it till you believe it. So look them in the eyes and I'll lead you through it. Look, no, I'm not joking. I'm saying right here, right now, those of you, yeah, online, comment section, turn to the person next to you and this is what you say. I'm not all that I want to be, say it, but I'm not at all who I used to be. Ah, nope. There's some folks in the balcony that don't believe it. So we're all going to say it again. I'm not all who I want to be, but I'm not at all who I used to be. Listen, listen, that's God's heart. And that's God's desire for you that you'd be able to say that I can mark and see the growth in my life because I chose to stay, to remain to be rooted in the reality of God's love for me and the work that God wants to do in me. Y'all know this change is inevitable, but growth is optional. You get to choose that one. And my hope and my prayer for you is that you would choose to grow, to grow deep and wide into the reality of the love of God for your life. So lots of times around here, we like to give homework, like, okay, here's your next step. Here's what we're all gonna do this week. And, and I'd love to have it be like this awesome, complicated thing. This, this is the easiest assignment you're gonna get all week. You ready for it? Here's your homework for the week remain. That's it. It's actually going to be harder than you think to just simply stay connected because all kinds of things are going to come at you at work, in relationship, things from your past are going to come back. Fears about the future are going to hit you in a very real way. And I want to encourage you to just stay. Nope. I'm not letting go of you, Jesus. I'm not letting go of you, Jesus. If all I got to do is go back to basics, I'm going to do it. I'm not going to let go. I'm not going to let go. Next week, Pastor John's actually going to come and break down what we can do to partner with God for our own spiritual growth. But for this week, all you got to do is remain, 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 remain. That's all I want you to do. Just declare how much you need God as you choose to stay connected to God over the course of this week. What I'd love to do is for us to actually declare that, God, I do, I need you, I need you more than I know. And so I wanna ask you to stand, I wanna pray for us, and then we're just gonna say that. We're just gonna have the, the, the courage to say, yeah, I need you, God. Just even to just remain, to stay connected to you, I need you. 
And so we take a posture of prayer around here where we like to open our hands. If you'd be willing, wherever you're at with God, would you be willing to maybe have one hand open and then one hand up as like a declaration to just say, I need you, God, I need you, I need you. I confess, I need you. Even just to simply stay and remain rooted in you, I need you. And that's, our, that's my prayer for me. I pray that for me. And I pray that for every one of my friends, my brothers and sisters here, those who are worshiping with us around the world, would you just help us this week, Jesus, to just remain, remain, to stay connected to you. God, there's so much more that you wanna do in us and through us, but none of that can happen if we choose to do it on our own. We need you, we need you, we need you. And so that's our confession. We're we're clinging to that promise when we cry out to you that we see that you're actually already here. You're with us and you're you're for us and you have more in store for us than we could even possibly imagine. So we need you, we need you. We wanna stay, we wanna remain connected to you this week. That's our declaration, that's our commitment to you, that's our prayer in your name, amen.